When you get what you want, that's God's direction. When you don't get what you want, that's God's protection. gentlemen welcome back to the podcast tyty i am your host the average joe boo here with old jay bird hey 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 what's happening buddy i'm just kicking and keeping it real that's good that's good i'm good man also here with old jay hoddle second time guest jay hoddle how you doing i am doing swimmingly thank you swimming i love it dude i love i love that you you bring sports into that question (laughs) it's it might be my favorite drop of all time (laughs) so uh first of all we're gonna, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things that uh, that that we we're gonna talk about today that might be a little uh, polarizing in terms of we have one opinion it could be real strong or whatever somebody might have a significantly different opinion than others but uh, uh, both both Jeff and I are educators have been for how many years now uh, this is my 14th year this is your 14th year this is my 15th year. <sighs> Man, I bow to your problem. Well, okay, the years to get so, old man yeah, over there. It's uh, it's it's been a minute. It's my 14th year at Rowlett, and I had that one right. in Bonham, right? Yep. Yes, sir. So, uh, and you've been at Mesquite the whole time, yeah, all the time, man. And there's a there's a reason why we're at the same places we've been for a long time, right? Yes. I mean, we like the places we're at. We like the people we work with. We generally like the environment, the atmosphere that uh, that's offered there in terms of a work environment. Would you agree with that? I would agree. Okay. It's uh, very, you know, obviously the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have good leadership. My department head's been there for 30 right. some odd years. That's a huge perk. Makes a big difference. Yes, absolutely. So I've been very blessed and very fortunate to have that happen. Okay. But now, inside of the educational system. Let's get one thing very clear. I don't avoid conflict because I'm scared of you. I avoid conflict because I'm scared of myself. My temper can go from zero to death row really quick. A lot of times in the educational environment nowadays, especially the public educational environment, there is that mentality that we have to combat. Would you agree with that? Yes. And it's it's generally speaking, um, the um, I think it's I think it's predominantly the downfall of the the home unit. Okay. I think that has had a greater impact on education than anything else. The fact that uh, parents now, both parents are working if there's both parents, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the fact that discipline is now taken out of the hands of the parents and try to be put into the hands of the system, whether that's whether that's some kind of punitive system with, uh, with law enforcement, you know, it, until it gets to that point, or whether it's... Uh, you know, it's it's not. I'm not going to instill any consequences at home. I'm waiting for the consequences to fall somewhere else, right? The consequence uh, if you're on a sports team, make them run it out of them, mm-hmm. right? Or the consequence at school, give them the detentions or fail the grades or whatever, hold them back, right? All these consequences that are external consequences that could potentially be resolved if there was some some internal things going on. Okay, I think that's the that's the overarching issue with education nowadays. Okay, now uh, that's one of my polarizing 
beliefs. Right? There's a lot of people that think, no, I'm, I'm doing real good at home. Right? I, I'm, I'm raising my kid right. I'm doing what I can, putting food on three square meals, showing them that I love them, blah, 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 blah. Right? Uh, but at the same time, there's a, there's a, big, there's a big gap between how kids used to be and how kids are nowadays mm. and what's the constant right that everybody had a home life right and the home life nowadays is starting to be significantly different than it used to be so anyways so i think that's the overarching umbrella why the educational system is the way the educational system is nowadays now me and you are in this system as as employees mm-hmm. as as people paid to operate within it what what is as a as a non-employee what do you think could be changed by the educational system i mean i think one big thing is quit passing students that aren't actually passing okay so explain because mean i think based on what you just said mean you're going to have a little different opinion on what that means keep okay. going well i mean from what i've heard i've spoke to te- you know talked to teachers before mm-hmm. and there's incentive for the school to pass kids okay because they get government money yeah right they're passing the rate better, right 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 so it seems to me that just due to that fact, that's why kids are passing when they shouldn't be passing, right? Okay. If they haven't, if they haven't put in the effort to get the grade uh-huh. to pass the grade, then right. they should not, okay. right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your your basic reason why educational accountability became educational accountability, right? You don't graduate if you don't pass. You don't, generally speaking, get a job without showing an employer you're capable of doing what it takes to be successful. Sure. Generally speaking, that's the, that's the line it takes. That's the reason why education is important. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why high school education is important. Mm-hmm. The employer you go to to try to sp- support yourself in college, if they see that you're not, you haven't graduated high school, and you're of an age where you probably should have by now, they're less likely to give you an opportunity because they can they're going to make an assumption about you. They're going to make a some kind of a determination that they're going to use in the best interest of their own company that says this person is a quitter or this person can't make the grade or this person won't make the grade or this person clearly did something that inhibited their abilities to be successful. Why would I bring that into my company? Like that to me that's the that's the thought process that a, a an employer is going to take when they see, oh, you, you, you didn't graduate high school, mm-hmm. and your you, your only work experience is with your dad, mm-hmm. you know, in his company or whatever, um, and or not at all. Keep going. And especially with you know post COVID and everybody in the world is trying to hire, we're hiring lower level employees, mm-hmm. right? And so that's it's it's the trickle down effect. Yeah, it really is. You're really seeing that now because of the quality of the employees is just not out there. Oh, it's oh. it's lowered so much because oh. they're just hurting for and, and mm. anybody. Hey, we want to work. Uh, we want to hire somebody, but it's like, hey, we're going to hire it's anybody. Like warm bodies. Yeah. yeah. Can you, can you fog yeah. up a mirror? Okay. So okay. Th- this yeah. gives me a question that leads into why do we educate? 
why why do we have a public education anymore? Because now anybody can get hired because there's such a demand for jobs, because yeah. we can talk about politics all day long of why there's such a demand for jobs. We're not going to go into that. But uh, now we're hiring anybody. It almost like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what's on your resume. It doesn't matter about if there's a resume or anything like that. So at what point is education important? Go. Why is education important anymore? You're teacher. You're, you're setting up society. Okay. And so this is our these are our, our launch pads going elementary school, middle school, high school, huh? college. I mean I, I mean and, and and college has been that that has been for many years. I guess say prior to the say prior to about 5 or 10 years ago, the that was the the focus, only focus. And now it's it's uh college or um any type of uh uh, uh, structural jobs or any type of non, you know, career-based mm-hmm. uh, jobs instead of, and it could be going to welding. You could go into yeah. auto. You could yep. go into any kind of uh, a, a education that's like that's not really college-based. Right. And so they're really gunning towards that. So well. you're talking about uh, trade school sti- trade type school, stuff correct. or, or certif- yes. certification-based jobs. Right. Not degree-based jobs. And I, I was talking yeah. to a student today about that. He said, hey, you want to get into welding? I said, that's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I fully am backing that. I Absolutely. mean, I'm a math teacher. I want you to go yeah. into welding. Yeah. I want you to do that. You can get some serious yeah. coin. Serious money. Way more than I am. Start your own yeah. business. Exactly. And, and yep. get so many people that need your help. And mm-hmm. if you've got a passion behind it. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's, absolutely. That's a big thing, too, yep. is because yep. a lot of kids get out there and say, well, you know, I'll go to college, but you know, I, I'm going to college because my, my parents are asking me to do it and right. all these other things. Like that. Yep. They're doing these things, these things because I've been asked to do it. So, mm-hmm. Well, what do I want to do? Yeah. Right. And, of course, you know, trade schools is a great alternative. So what you're saying is high school or public education is our launch pad. Oh, it, it has to be. Oh, it has nuts. to be a... <laughs> Keep mm. going. I don't know if I'm emotionally ready now. <laughs> That's fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, emotional so damage. <laughs> well, okay, there's that too. And nowadays, yeah. you know, that's that. Oh. I know that's a joke there, but that's also why kids are starting to give up too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's because of the emotional. I mean, there's emotional damage that you know COVID had on people. <clears throat> You're at home uh. by yourself. Uh-huh. And you, your parents are at work, and you're, uh-huh. you know, in charge of all the kids that are at the house because uh-huh. you're the older sibling, That's or one of vice them. versa. Yeah. And you know, are you going to be on school? I mean, doing school stuff all during the day, doing this all virtual stuff? Right. Of course not. No. Nope. No. Nope. You know? I mean, the social and emotional um, regression that we had on that. Yep. I mean, the, I, know, uh, I know we joke about it, but it's it's a it's a legit thing. No, there's no, it's it's absolutely a legit thing. And the problem was is that um, in t- inside of that pandemic. Okay, which everybody has their own opinions about whether or not it was pandemic. Okay, there was an educational collapse Mm -hmm. in the system Mm -hmm. where somebody who makes way more money than I make said, "We can't meet face to face because of sickness." Which sickness has been around forever. Right. Okay, and. Treatments now are, generally speaking, significantly more sophisticated than they've ever been. But we can't meet face-to-face because of these sicknesses. Mm. So let's see if 7-year-olds, up Mm. to 17-year-olds, can (laughs) self-govern. Can self-govern and stay responsible. Can Can they open up a class on time? Can they join different Zooms? Mm-hmm. 
on time? Can they can they navigate from a where when a teacher is miles away, telling them, okay, now is time for you to work on this problem. Can they stay focused on that problem themselves, and and ask questions and and self navigate? How do I ask a question when a teacher cannot see me really truly see me raise my hand? I have to find the button on the screen to know what raise the hand is. And if the teacher's not paying attention to the screen for whatever reason, right? They're looking down, doing something. They their attention's diverted. They don't see that hand raised for however long. And then at this point in time, now we're trying to ask a seven to seventeen year old to remember the issues they had that caused them to raise that hand virtually mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. It, someone with a lot of money said, let's make teenagers and less self-govern. <sighs> it would have been better for school to just not be school, in my opinion, to just take a three-month break altogether, to take a one-year break altogether and say, you know what? Now it's time to get back to it. You've had a break now it's time to get back to it. Instead, we now are trying to say that there is an educational gap because of COVID. Okay? There's an educational gap that's, that surpasses COVID. The gap goes from what school used to require of you versus now what school requires of you. In order to be successful, touching on what you said is is your maybe biggest outside opinion of looking into what is the problem with schools nowadays passing for the mighty green dollar right right, from the state right now asking you a question directly the answer to the question is yes for me have you ever passed somebody that didn't pass your class yes okay that has happened what was your reason um one was either i see one was uh, for i could say mostly for athletic reason yeah. Okay. The student was uh, a football player. You had pity on them to, and, to keep well, them involved. I had pity. I had uh, coach pressure. Okay. Yeah. Right. From absolutely multiple levels. Absolutely. So you, that happens. Okay. Um, and so I, like when and the coaches come down and say, "What else can we do? What else can we do to help them out?" Well, yeah. you know. Okay. It, here's some things. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a coach. I, I do that exactly. Yeah. Guilty so, of it. So you see both sides. Absolutely. And you have to, re- and I guess you, you have the option to respect both sides. Right. So you see it as like, hey, I'm I'm trying to get my my kids to pass here. What can I do to help them out? Right. Okay. Well, let's let's. Unfortunately, the issue is we're being reactive instead of proactive on a lot of those things. We're being reactive to everything. We as a teacher, yeah, is being we're, we're having to react to them. Uh, the coaches are reacting to the ideas like, hey, um, you know, this kid's not passing. It's like, well, what what are, what are the steps they've taken during the process? First yep. progress report period, second progress report period. Uh, so most quarter. of those coaches that are pressuring you did not reach out to you in week two. Why does this kid already have a 20 in your mm, class? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So that that is an Guilty. Issue. Yes. Guilty. And, and that, that is an issue. Okay. Um, and uh, in my opinion, a quick fix because it's like, hey, let's just have the kids go to, you know, tutoring twice a week. Right. If, if only just for a check-in. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how are my grades doing? Good. No problem. Sign the paper. Yep. Took 20 seconds. We're done. Yep. You know, and just and send, then we have accountability for the teachers. Because sometimes I completely understand for the coaches, the teachers don't update grades. Yep. That is yep. So I, I, I try to do <laughs> at least once a week. I try to, too. Um. Uh, you, w- my weekends are, are when I update grades. Sure, that's when I do it. Sure, and uh, but it's if, it's if it's getting close to the progress report time or into this this first quarter, sure, I'll you're, try. You'll take a couple of days to by, to glance over them throughout the week. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I try to little, be a little more on top of it. Absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, so just feeling the pressure from the coaches is, is a big thing. Yeah. And again, that, that's just part of the, the issue. Uh, the almighty dollars, you know, from the state, that's another thing too, is make sure that people pass. I had an over 50% failure rate Yeah. this quarter. Mm. And so all eyes are on me mm-hmm. and not like, you know, the good Tupac reason, mm. <laughs> right. you know, it's, it's all eyes on me because, Hey, you, you didn't pass all these people. Well, I'm not going to pass them yeah. if they didn't earn it. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm one of the, I have a higher failure rate yeah. than majority of the teachers Sure. throughout most of my years. So I've, I have the highest failure rate I've ever had. Now I told you I'm teaching a different class. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this class is uh, generally speaking the class of students in a math setting that struggle the most. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. And so my qualifications for passing are significantly different than let's say you're taking calculus pre-calculus. Mm-hmm. Right? You're in that level of math. You're now you you're expected to be able to do the stuff, to learn the topic successfully. Mine is where's your effort? Almost exclusively, where is your effort? Did you turn things in? Did you attempt them in any way? Mm-hmm. I cannot help you if you don't turn something in. And so I've gotten to a, to a point where I'm predominantly more, how did they get to me if they can't do this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like that in geometry. I was like that in AQR. I was like that in, in pre-cal. How did they get to my class if they can't solve for X in a simple linear equation? Simple linear equations are being taught right now in seventh grade to my seventh grade mm-hmm. daughter. They're not called linear equations right now, I don't think. They, yeah, they, it's uh, masked it's, by something else. Right. But, yeah. but they're solving for an unknown, mm-hmm. which is essentially a linear equation. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm helping Maddie do this, and I'm telling her, I'm like, listen, this equal sign right here is, is like the door of the equation. In order to walk through this door, you know, you were outside, now you're going inside, right? You were positive, now you're negative. You were hot, now you're cold. Right, it's a, it's very much a transitional point of an equation, and so most of these people don't know that whenever you whenever you translate a number from one side of that equal sign to the other, it has to be the opposite of whatever it is. If it's if it's multiplication, it's got to be division. If it's addition, it's got to be subtraction, and so on and so forth. And so uh, they don't know that. How did they get to me in all these levels of math where they've seen this? Where they've seen this, how many times? Mm. I mean, you, you, it's probably close to thousands by this time, right? By yes. the time they're junior seniors in beyond algebra one, beyond geometry, because you see it in geometry with just uh, trying to solve for the links of stuff, they turn that into linear equations mm-hmm. because you should have been able to do that from algebra and right. from eighth and seventh grade math, getting you ready for it. Anyways, how, how have they seen this thousands of times? They've, they've gotten the credits from all those classes mm-hmm. when this is one of the most foundational things in the history of math mm-hmm. is if there is something that you don't know about, you have to solve for it. You have to figure it out in order to make it true, in order to make the sentence true. And so how do they get to me? Well, I've been fortunate in most of the kids I've taught been seniors and that I'm sitting back saying, I'm you I'm not going to be the teacher that prevents you from graduating. If you do if you do your work, I get you're not going to be Einstein when you leave here. You're not going to be Isaac Newton when you walk out of my doors. But if you're going to actually put something together and show me that you can work, whether it's successful or unsuccessful on the exact problem, then I can help you pass. If not, well, then why should I pass you? 
and this this is the this is the battle that I have with myself. It's no longer about did they get the questions right. It's no longer right. about did they put the right punctuation at the end of the sentence if you're an English teacher. Did they did they cut off a run on sentence and and make it succinct statements using proper punctuation? Did they learn the history of whichever war we're in right now? Did they learn who started it or, or who what are the major factors are? It's none of that stuff. It's what did they do to actually try to learn it what did they do to to turn the assignments in because at the end of the day if you're in a job and someone gives you a task and you don't do it successfully but you did it right most jobs are going to work with you to try to make sure you do what it takes to get to be successful at it they're not just going to write you off and say well you're dumb and you know, you're fired because you messed, you messed up. up one right. time, right? They're going to do what it takes. They're going to put some resources into it because it's, I mean, it's it's more valuable to teach somebody to do something right. And then when they get it right, well, why don't you hang on to them for a little while, right? Because right. then we're going to have this be done right for a long time, for a period of time, right? So anyways, so my, my biggest deal is they're not going to be mathematicians. So why am I going to lose sleep at night? with how much I'm failing people because of their mathematics ability. I've resigned that in myself a long time ago, that I'm not going to be the person that just because they can't do a linear equation where I'm teaching, that that I'm going to prevent them from their life. Okay, This year I got some sophomores, I got some juniors, and I got some seniors. I got a different mix, and so now I have to be a little bit more, a little bit more, proactive in that regard i got to be a little bit more get the kids who i know need to be successful next year to where they need to be or at least try to right anyways uh passing because the state says to pass that's one of the biggest problems what is another jason as your uh as your outside opinion what's another educational institution (coughs) problem I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. if you, you want some time to think, Adam, Adam uh, uh, Donnell has put something on the screen here, put a, a little bit ago. Get rid of the state standardized tests. I hate that Garland has the career and tech center where a student can get certifications and licenses in various trades, and those licenses and certs can disappear if they don't pass a test that has nothing to do with their trade. Okay. So... Yes. Uh, state Agreed. standardized tests is a gigantic problem with educate with the educational system. Um, they're testing your ability to do the stuff. They're not testing your ability to work through the stuff. Right. They're testing right wrong. Very and, black and white. And in this life, there's nothing that is just right wrong. There's a lot of context to everything we do. Um, there's a more right way to do something. There's a worse way to do something, right? Yes. Um, I, I would argue that the, the faith or the, 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 the way that we live our lives, yes, there is black and white, right, wrong uh, on a lot of things, right? You can talk about, you can talk about, you can go on a list of murder, adultery, lasciviousness, and all these things that we can take out of the Bible and say, these are not good to do. These are right versus wrong. But, we're not talking about that. In 95% of the cases we're talking about that that we are trying to parallel life with to a standardized test. Mm-hmm. We're talking about at McDonald's flipping a hamburger. When do you flip it? 
right? There's a threshold of when you can flip that and still maintain a t- an internal temperature for it not to create food poisoning on people eating the burger, right? Whenever we're talking about filing systems, right? There's a threshold of, of, of where you can file it one way and it'd be good. You can file it another way and it'd be equally as good. There's just different ways to skin the cat if you mm-hmm. want to go, go down that. So in, in a standardized test, you have right-wrong answers, what does that tell you about the educational system? To me, it tells me nothing. It tells me if a kid learned how to take a test. Yeah. It does not tell me if they know what's in that test. Right. Especially, what's the other problem with it? This is Now, this is my knowledge of the math test. How many questions are on the math test, roughly? Uh, was there 50-something? Something like that, 52 yeah. or something. Yeah. How many they got to get right to pass? Oh, yeah, so that's the issue. And what is it? I don't How know. What, is, is, what it? is it this year? Like 24. Are you serious? It's something. Well, it's, the first year, was it the, the passing rate or approaches, whatever the, is yep. the, the phrase you're using, yep. was 38 or 39%. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. To start with. Wow. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, you have to get 38% of these correct to pass. That's not reflective of the See, expectation that's, that's in such, class. Such the huge problem too is because that's what's been happening with the educational system is lower the bar, lower the bar, yeah. lower the bar. Yeah, and and I mean, as a coach, yeah. you yes. don't set your you don't set your goals low yeah. because they'll reach them. Yes, yeah. and they'll yeah. suck yeah. as a team or as yeah. a player or whatever. You set your goals high yes. so they can't specifically reach them, but they can get super get close, close. Yes. and they will vault themselves above the competition. You set them high enough to be reached. Yes, where they can be. Reached, mm-hmm. rot. But math teacher, there's so many. That's right. Yeah. So there's so many, but there's so many people that won't reach it. Yeah. But they'll try. Mm-hmm. They'll almost get there, and they'll be so far and above everybody else that that set themselves goals that are so low. And so, to me, that's the issue: is that that bar is going lower. lower. Yes. Um, there's an in, there's a there's a tangential issue I think that's there too. Keep going though on that on that. That thread, though. Well, just if you are really trying to get the idea of getting, I mean, it, it, it is really, I mean, it, it's affecting society. Uh-huh. We are, if Negative. we're lowering that bar, and negatively, yes, I apologize, negatively affecting it. If you're lowering that bar, then you're getting all these kids that, you know, I'm, the phrase is, I'm the goat. Right? And I love hearing that phrase all the time. Mm-hmm. You get one problem right in math class. Man, you're the GOAT. You're the GOAT. You know, you're the greatest of all time. Okay. So right. yeah. I'm thinking, okay, you keep lowering that bar, and then everybody thinks that they're really good at what they're doing. Okay. Right? It's, it's, and I mean, that problem is, is, oh, my gosh, that problem goes so far beyond just that small microcosm you're yes, given. Yes, it, it, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these kids think that they are the best at what they're doing. It's like, you know what? Your standards are so low mm-hmm. that you can, you know, you can do a l- quick little jump or a little walk here, and, and, and then you're the best. No, yeah. no, you're not. Yeah, absolutely. But, but we as a society are saying, wow, you're, you're good at this. You're, mm-hmm. you're doing good at this. No, you're, you're not. You're actually one of the worst. Yes. If you're just passing that state test. Yes. I mean, in, a, in, a, in an understanding of where that bell curve is of how good people can be, yeah. And how pe- how good people generally have been, mm-hmm. and you're passing that test. You are on the the far left side, the low end mm-hmm. of that spectrum, making you less than average, yeah. right? So, but because they passed and they're celebrated, right? Then they're the greatest of all time. They're the best. Blah blah blah. I was asked the other day why why do I teach? Because I I started talking to my boss about this, and uh, in my 
like conference or whatever. I said, I teach because I love kids. Yeah, it's that relationship. That's right. Uh, I walk in every day as a new day to to learn something about them, to try to teach them something and get them to put forth whatever effort is necessary or required to, to master it, to uh, try to relate to them on a level that is is so much needed, especially in today's society, that, that they just need someone to advocate for them. They need someone to just to talk or listen or not be judgmental or whatever. And I said, every day I walk in and I tell my kids I love them. I even have this, uh, Cameron had this, this thing. It's like, it's like a marquee looking thing with a bunch of track lights that it's spelt love in it. And it has a bunch of little small light bulbs. And I, I took time to, to drill a hole in the top of my cabinet, lower the extension cord to where I can turn it on and off every day. And it just says love on top of my cabinet. And I mean, I mean, it's, kind of fruity as all get out but i love it mm. and it's to me it's one of the one of the things that l- is lacking so much in these kids lives mm-hmm. is just the concept of what is it to be loved and it's not like physical it's not romantic it's not it's not lustful it's care it's yeah. making sure that they are listened to it's making sure that they have what's best for them it's making sure that they're not being a turd and I'm I'm giving them ways to get out of of their turdness if they if they are actually acting that way, um, and it's holding them accountable, right? That type that type of love is is not taught anywhere, maybe outside of of a church building. Generally speaking, even still, like at home, most people teaching love they're teaching affection from a parent to a child, right? or from a brother to a sister, and then they're learning that romantic love between mom and dad. Like, they see the affection, the kissing, and the hugging, and the stuff, may even walk in, whatever, right? They might even do that, right? But they're seeing brotherly and, like, familial love, and and they might be seeing some some romantic, some erotic-type love in some, some, some umbrella, but they're not seeing a care for someone who they don't know. They're not. They're not seeing a a care for someone's well being that has no uh, like importance to them outside of maybe just a chance meeting, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, anyways, uh, I tell my kids all the time. I was like, "Listen, you you might feel this. You might think this is weird, but it has nothing to do with with anything other than I just want the best for you." Um, and I started doing it by saying, listen, I hope it's not the first time you heard this today, but I love you. I hope, I hope everything works out for you today. And, uh, because I hope their mom and dad told them that I love you this morning or their grandparents or whoever they're with. Right. I hope somebody else told them they loved them today. But, uh, but I, I, I get, I'm getting, I'm getting beat over the head with all of the state pushed top down garbage that is checking a box. I'm getting beat over the head with that. Um, how do we know if they're ready for star? How do you know your child is, or that your, your students are ready for star according to your principles or the state or the district or whatever? How are they doing on their, you know, their assessments, uh, could be, you know, it's like, you you know, it's, it's the assessments, it's the, you do practice exams, you do practice quizzes and for algebra one, Uh that's, that's our math one. That's the highest we can go up to. Right. Um, they start studying that for like was it three months before, like in in yeah. February, January, February. They start just 
doing only star. Yeah. They stop teaching math. Right. They, and they start s- teaching they, tests. They're, they're focused. They're teaching to the test. Oh, right. And it's frustrating because there's so much more math they could be doing yep. and learning those three months prior to it. Mm-hmm. But we have to focus on the test. So we're teaching to the test. As a parent, which I'm sure you're involved with Carter's education in some capacity. He's 12, 10, Soon. 11. 11. When does he turn 12 again? February. Okay, yeah, I know it's coming up. Yeah. Um, how many, like, map tests mm. or, uh, I think it's map tests yeah, in, in, in elementary, elementary school. school. How many of those tests do you know he has? Just a ballpark I mean, figure. In, I mean, in one, one year. year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many do you, do you think he has in one year? In a single school year? A map test, like an yeah. achievement test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once. Nope. Yeah. Nope. He's got map tests like three times a cycle. Yes. So a minimum of twelve map tests. Yeah. In this in this current nine week cycle. <laughs> and then he's got one that like matters at the end to right. like promote him or whatever. And then he'll take the star test. Um, what grade is he in now? Sixth. Six. Sixth grade. So he'll take. He'll take a star test, but it won't have any graduation or, right. or promotion, promotion requirements. Yep. Seventh grade will, I think. Seventh grade prevents you from promoting to eighth grade, I think. I, I, I could be wrong. Mm. But eighth grade definitely prevents your your – it stymies your ability to graduate because it changes your educational path in ninth, tenth, and eleventh mm-hmm. grade. Mm. So they're, they're, they take all these map tests to try to get them ready for star. So – I had this argument with uh, with my with my boss about um, whenever Gar you know Garland's uh, financial incentive. You, have you did you hear about this? Hmm. The the minimum pay the, the oh yes yes the starting Correct. pay for a teacher in Garland right now is sixty thousand dollars. It's it's the highest in the state I think. I mean maybe not the state but it's highest in in the region for sure. And the reason they did that is to bring teachers to Garland. Right? Sounds good. I said, but the more money you throw at something, the more you devalue it. Hmm. Look at sports right now. All of these players are asking for millions of dollars. And if you just look at baseball alone, baseball used to be a 330 to 340 average was elite, was mm-hmm. was magnanimous, right? 30 to 40 home runs was just the the the, the beginnings of elite home run hitter power hitter status and um and now 250 is a good hitter Mm. and it's because they might get some home runs 300 is your elite Mm -hmm. and that is now 30 to 40 points lighter you had guys like tony gwynn that's exactly i Kid you not, that's exactly what I was thinking. They were hitting in the 330s perennially. Uh, Pete Rose was similar to that. Uh, but he, 320s, 330s, yeah. they were they were well beyond one out of every three hit, or, or one out of, excuse me, it's, uh, was it three out of every 10? They were well so out of three ev- yep. or above that. And, uh, and so anyways. But they were also st- students of their craft. Absolutely they were. 100%. Right now. What were they paid? Oh, yeah. Nothing. Nominal. In comparison. Yes, without question. But they were students of their craft and, but as opposed to now, which, you know, they're students of their, uh, of the money. Yeah. Of their, 
who's their agent. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, what can our agent They're do? students they're, of their greed. Their, their greed, yes. Yeah. 100%. And that, that's the focus now. How much money? Again, do you, it's kind of like, and I don't want to dovetail this to golf with the idea of all these people leaving to this other tour. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've heard about this. Oh, yeah. The LIV tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All these, like, everybody's, you know, faulting them for that. It's like, hey, you know, if someone's money with me for $20, 30000000 million and yeah. signing on to say, hey, you're guaranteed $120 million. Yeah. I'm out. See okay. ya. I'm going to leave the PGA tour where I may only make $5,000 for not, for barely placing. Yes. Right. When I had a bad round. Right. But, you know, and most of these guys are leaving because they're a little bit outdated in the in the game. Yeah. Right? They're not the new up-and-coming stars. The new up-and-coming right. stars, they're going to make their millions yeah. by placing them in the top five of all these tournaments. But And that's kind of what I think what Tiger was, because Tiger's on the side of the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. last I heard. And he's like saying, this is, and from what I've read, little that I read from him, was that this is going to hurt the game. Absolutely. Because people are going to say, hey, I'm getting paid. I don't have to Do compete. I have to go out there and learn in the dirt? Do I have to go out there and really be a student of my craft nope. to do this? No. Nope. I can go out there and, you know, play, you know, 10th place and <laughs> I can be make half last. a million dollars. I can be last in this tournament <laughs> because I've oh. signed on to guarantee myself however no. much money that I can, I can have a god-awful day and still make my money. No. And that's essentially what all sports has boiled down to. It's boiled down to mm. how much money you bring in or whatever and you make based on the contracts you sign. It's not about performance-based stuff. Right. One of my... I'm not going to get into it. Anyways, uh, I, I... can get, if you want. No, no, no. I don't, it's, it's just... It's, it's, it's fruitless. Okay. Anyways, uh, I get into... I got into this. I said, we're going to have a lot of morons for teachers in the next five years. We're going to have a lot of dummies in the profession because they saw a $60,000 payday and all they got to do is get through 180 days of school it's, or 190, whatever it is, yeah, whatever the yeah. number is. And so they saw $60,000 and their qualifications are meh, right? They, they meet the minimum, but that's it. They, don't, they didn't get into teaching to be a teacher. They got into teaching right. to get paid money. And how many teachers, when you were growing up, how many teachers taught for the money? I remember my soccer coach was saying, hey, I made like $26,000. Not the good ones. And, and he was, he was, you know, many years in. He was probably five to ten years in. Yep. Of teaching. Mm. I mean, he, he was a coach, but he, he, I forget what he taught. Uh, I don't know if it was social studies or, or a math class. But he was, I mean, back then, of course, this was 90s, early 90s. Yep. And he was making that. I remember his number was. He said, told me it was like twenty six thousand dollars. Like, okay, what do we do with this situation? This, I mean, and, and coaches. Oh my goodness, they're they're out there all the time. I I I I don't think you guys are paid enough as coaching teachers. We're not. In my opinion. I I put you uh, teach your if you coaching if you teachers, if you went teaching coaches right. If you went down, if you took the time we spent to coach versus the money we get paid to coach, yeah. right? Not to oh. just teach. It's pennies Especially per hour. Football coaches. Like it's it's thirty cents, oh. twenty cents an hour. It's 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 horrible money. Yes. In terms of the time invested. Yes. But what's the reason we do it? For the kids. kids. For the kids. You, you we want really do. We want to be there to to push them to be successful at at, the, at this craft right. specifically. We want to win a championship. If you're a coach and you don't want to win a championship, get out. Right. You're, but but you're not ever given. All of what it takes to win a championship, ever. You're never given that. You are given a composition of people 
that you have to then try to get there. A championship isn't just a championship isn't isn't just given to you ever. I'd I'd argue that maybe in golf, maybe you could inherit it. My brother potentially has inherited it at JJ Pierce. Mm-hmm. He has like the number two golf kid in the world or something right on his team as a senior now. He had him. He was like number five in the world last year as a junior. I don't think he won state. He went as an individual, I think, but I don't mm-hmm. think he won. His team didn't go, I don't think, last year. I think they went the year before. But that's because championships aren't just given to you. They have to be earned. Yes. And you have to have somebody that knows the 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 gut punch that's necessary to understand how important it is that the work you put in will have a direct reflection on on how successful you are. Well, that's 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 why I that's why I don't think I could not just I, I couldn't just teach. I have to coach. I have. I feel like I have to have that parallel to be able to bring into the classroom. I'm not going to win a championship in soccer unless work is put in. Well, you're not going to understand how to solve for X unless you put some work in. Like if you don't know how to do it, right? If you want to learn how to do it to be successful, you have to put some work into it. So, anyways, I don't think I could I could teach unless I coached as well for that specific parallel, but. Money is going to create you, – you throw money at something, and it's going to devalue it, whatever it is. It's going to make the incentive a little less valuable, even though money-wise it's more valuable, right? It's more dollar valuable. I say the same thing about tests. Mm-hmm. The more you test somebody, the less you're actually learning about what they know. Mm-hmm. You're now learning how can they take a test. Um, I didn't take um, – I didn't take my AP tests for the AP classes that I took, partially because I had to pay for them. Now, I don't know if this is, I think this is true in the state. AP tests are now offered, not purchased. I think the AP, te- uh, AP tests are still purchased. I think they are on least last year. They may have changed it this year, but last year I remember a bunch of kids were you know saying that they had to pay to take the test okay so i think that there's a, there may be there may be a program out there where a lot of kids get it for free okay because they've been they they offer it everywhere the um the sat is given mm-hmm. campus-wide yep which means the school district's paying for it mm-hmm. not the not the kid the ap tests are given district-wide which i think means the district is paying for it at least for garland there's a test called uh, the TSI. You're familiar with this. Mm-hmm. This used to be called the AccuPlacer mm-hmm. at uh, at Eastfield. I took it. I took it, and they said you could start anywhere you wanted. You anywhere you want to start in math, you can you can start. And I passed the English too, and they said you, we recommend English one or whatever. Okay, fine. I'm first year of college. Okay, I'll take the first English. And I said I'm gonna take all algebra. <laughs> I went into college having taken calculus in high school. And I said, yeah, I'm going to start back in 7th, 8th grade knowledge. I'm going to start back in college algebra where, yeah, the first day is like 7th, 8th grade, but then the next day is ninth grade. The next day after that is 10th grade, and then it goes into the, the end of Algebra 2, ultimately. And I took this, this self-paced college algebra test because I was like, you know what? I've, I've taken all these classes. I know how to do math, but it's more valuable to start and build your foundation. It's more valuable for that. And 
This is an easy three-hour credit that will transfer anywhere. <laughs> like, logic served me well in knowing that I could get my math degree and start at Eastfield and not get a math degree specifically there, but get the credits I needed to add on to my math degree by three easy math classes. College algebra, pre-calculus, and trig. Trig was the hardest because they didn't let us use a calculator. Mm. But it, in my opinion, it was one of the most valuable mm-hmm. because they made me memorize, they made me learn, they made me figure it out with a add, subtract, multiply, divide, four-function calculator, and that was it. And so I learned all these things again in order to foundationalize my growth in math through college and my ability to make sure I knew I knew what I was doing. And then I went to calculus, did all the stuff. And so this AccuPlacer, this TSI, if they fail it, they can take it again. Mm-hmm. And if they fail it, they can take it again. They can create as many vouchers to take this test as needed for any one kid for this kid to pass. Now, I'm sure that there's some programs in place that prevent them from taking it in vain and then just being able to take it again willy-nilly. They got to pass a certain class online or something. They got to have some kind of credibility in order to take it again. But what value is there in being able to take a test 10 times and there be no consequence to not passing it? There's no immediate consequence, okay? Uh, The consequence is they don't understand. If they go to college, they're going to have to take developmental classes. They're going to have to waste $500 a, a semester in order to learn how to do the math. But they're in high school. They're freshmen, sophomores, juniors, some seniors. That may not even be going to college. But why does everybody got to take the TSI? Accountability. Which it, it, which equates to what? The, the accountability for money for the... For the, the district. For the district. All right. Yeah. There's a, there's a career readiness path. Yeah. College and career... Re- college, career, military C-C-C- readiness... Yeah, CCMR. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And the more people we have checked off mm-hmm. with that box, the more funding the district gets. Yes. Mm. And that was a, I'm not going to say who, in our, our district, okay, yep. my, in my district, they, that was a big issue for us last year. Mm-hmm. And I was asked about five weeks into the school year yep. to change the classes that I was teaching. In order to? In order to get two of those classes. Higher passing rates on the TSI. To have or something. higher passing. Or, or they, they, they would, if they, if they uh, went through this class, okay, yep. college prep class, if they went through this pe- college prep class, gotcha. then if they had a scored a certain amount, then they wouldn't have to take the TSI. Right. And they'd get credit. Yep. College credit. And. Or they'd, so, get, they'd get CCMR. CCMR credit. Check, sorry, yeah. Checked. Uh, accountability there, which, yeah. uh, which creates more funding. Right. And of course, mm-hmm. and we went to a district meeting one time, and I'm sitting there looking at the people, the, the some of the big wigs in the district. I'm thinking, we're trying to put makeup on a pig. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We really are. Absolutely. And I'm, I, it, we're doing a disservice to the children. Uh-huh. We're doing a disservice to ourselves. To the system. To the system. Yeah. We're, we're perpetuating the system. Perpetuating. We're, we're, we're continuing on it here. That's right. Perpetuating a, a, a bad system is, yes. is a disservice to that system. And it's just, it was like, I, 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 I'll readily admit this. I, I was in tears talking to a, my, our uh, campus uh, math facilitator okay. and my uh, um, 
my uh, uh, appraising administrator. Yeah. You're an emotional I guy. Tell, yeah, I, I well, <laughs> I, I really don't think I, I don't show it very much. Okay, but in this case, I think I we're gonna like, have to you see. You took it. away two of my babies. You took away two of my AQR classes. Yes, that's been my baby for eight years. Yes, you took away two of those here to make this happen, dude. I've been doing that for ten. I was, I was telling I, that this is not good. Yeah, I don't, I do not like this situation at all. At all, we all smell it. Yeah, we all smell <laughs> that it was a bad thing. Yep. Yeah, but, yep. But we had to go and do the check thing. Yeah, and that's what it feels like. And. Everything is being is being asked for you to check a box nowadays. Keep going. No, no, it, that, that's 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 where I was going to go. Is the, the idea of we're just checking off boxes. We're just we're going through the motions to as long as you can do a good job as an educator and you know have a certain level of you know small uh, percentage failure rate. And if you do all these things and, and, and follow all these checklists, then you're going to be a, a, then you'll keep your job and everything. It's oh. not it's not like right. you know <laughs> right. You're really in trouble. Yeah, they're Unless they're trying to put stupid. some kind of incentive to you that would like affect you emotionally and right. financially yeah right uh I, I told my i told my appraiser i said listen uh, the tsi is stupid yeah the whole doing this tsi this is this is dumb because they can take it multiple times before passing it and yeah. maybe not even pass it and then you still get the cc i mean ccmr is good for the people who can pass willingly right and have value to that test. Right. They're putting value on that test. The reason why they're passing the test is because they're learning the material that the tests test them about. Right. They're Teaching to the test. They're take no 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 no. Well, they're they're learning the reason why most of these kids pass and the value that it that that comes from is the ones who take the time to study. Right. They're You're, learning the stuff. Sorry, learning to the test. Right. Not to being yeah. Right. I may we're we're probably speaking sorry. the same thing, yeah. saying different things. But uh but the ones that are pushed through the test, there's zero value there right. unless that value is accompanied by something green at the other side of the conversation. Yeah. And so anyways, I just said, this is stupid. And she's like, well, I'd like to keep my job. I said, your job is not this this box that you're checking. I said, you got how many things on your list of things to do? And this is one of them. Yeah. I said, you're here for so much more than just this TSI or just the CCMR or whatever the thing is. But it's been drilled into into administrators' minds from their administrators, from the state down, from top down, that how important this is and how valuable this is. Well, it's valuable because there's there's something green at the other end oh, of the conversation. Yeah. Right. There's monetary value. There's not inherent intrinsic value in the conversation. Anymore. The whole system needs to be redone. Yeah, absolutely. So and, how? Right, and so I was given I was given that question. I was like, well, then what's your solution? I was like, that's yeah. about my pay grade. Yeah. I'm here to teach the kids, to show them that I care about them. I'm here to try to get them to do something correctly. I'm trying to get here to get them to behave correctly, to be somebody. I'm trying. To, I'm here to give them, make a good example for these kids. I'm here to be somebody that they can potentially rely on to to not be. Uh, the chaos that's at home or that's outside no. of school, right? To be a constant in their life that they can depend on, regardless of if they actually confide or not, whatever. Or some do, some don't. But I'm here to be that constant. I'm here to be uh, someone who is a positive influence in their life. Right. None of that has to do with math. Math is the vehicle I'm, I was given to drive. Math was the, was, the, was the permit test that I took in college. 
that said, I, "This is what I'm gonna I'm gonna try to teach kids." Yeah. Right. Um, That's the conduit. Right. Yeah. I'm not I'm I'm not there to make mathematicians, even if I was teaching calculus. I would not be there to make mathematicians. I'd be there to make sure that they did what they needed to do to be successful in calculus. <laughs> and that's just, that's that's a different mindset than most teachers nowadays. Yep. How many teachers that you teach with get offended when the kids uh, uh, just can't pick up on something? Not, not offended, probably the wrong word, but like they, they get frustrated so frustrated they get they lose it's like they're losing sleep because they just can't get through to this kid how to do this right and i'm sitting back so like so so what are you are you trying to to teach them are you giving them opportunities to be successful they don't get it okay did they did they try are they making efforts yeah okay move on because not all math is required for all math not all math is required to be successful later on. Mm-hmm. There are topics that you can take that that definitely are building blocks. Mm-hmm. Well, I think even just talking about like redoing it, yep. you need to switch where the priorities are. But there should be there should be math classes that I mean because there are certain people that that either get math or they don't. It seems yep. right. Yep. So right brain, left those, brain. Right, so maybe those people that don't get math so yep. well, like maybe they should be in like a, almost like a like a lifestyle kind of math, right? right? Where they right. learn just like what they're going to need, the math they're going to need to know on a daily basis and give them those scenarios. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but absolutely. I'm just, I'm just saying priorities are all jacked up. We need to bring back um, wood shop and like mechanic you know, shop. We kind of have a little bit, but it's have, so have you, tangential. Have you, it's right. so small. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not immersed. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's one of those like things. If you, you do know about on. it and you sign up right. for it, you might be able to get it. Yeah. And then there needs yeah. to quit being such this push for college too. I think college is a joke for the most part. College you know? is a joke for everybody who is forced to go. But to again, college. Mm, it's very valuable. What's the value? It's very valuable for the kids who want to go to get their degree mm, right. and, and to, and they want to check and, that box for themselves, and that's fine. That means they're going to put the effort in to check that box. They're going to benefit by being independent in this vein, mm-hmm. right? But how about those kids that want to go weld, yeah. as you talked about earlier? How It's going to be equally beneficial for him to go get his welding certification or journeyman yes. whatever mm-hmm. and because he's putting his effort in there. It's going to be equally as valuable, but it's but one looks more prestigious, than the other one has right. one's rose gold and the others. And there are plenty of blue collar people like gold. That, that are, that are way more well off than, you know, people oh. who've been to college. Mm, Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm, absolutely. And that gets, yeah. that gets into a different financial conversation mm. the, the the corruption of student loans and all yep. that garbage mm. and, yep. and how long it would take you to repay those. And who's going to pay for it. Right. And, and, oh, and then we'll get into some politics there as well. Mm. Open that door. But, uh, but, the the value of all of this educational system to me is exactly the same. It's it's very parallel to to sports, to sports or uh, or hobbies, mm-hmm. right? Sports is essentially a hobby. Agreed. Uh, you want to you want to learn how to make excellent uh, scrapbooks, right? You want to learn how to uh, you want to learn a, a, a certain craft, right? Uh, you want a game. Right, you want to be a, a, the best for, Fortnite player. You want to be Call of Duty master. Well, how do you learn how to do that? Practice. You put do in it. the yep. effort. The effort and the time. Yeah. Right. If you want to learn math, 
You can learn it. There is, there is not one person on this earth that cannot learn how to do math. But there's not every person who's going to be willing to do it and put the work and the practice in that, would, that it would require for them to be successful. For me, it's, it's the equate of, uh, of, like of me playing video games. Right, my my video game prowess pretty much ended with like the Nintendo sixty four. Mm. Once they started adding six extra buttons, top mm-hmm. two, the back one, and maybe another A B C D, which now is like A B X Y or something. Like, I don't even I don't even L one L two whatever. All the they started adding like six seven buttons to these remote controls. Well, I I, I grew up Sega mm-hmm. was the best controller for me. Three buttons, most on the right, and your little your little. You'll cross, you'll up, down, uh-huh. left, right, button. D-pad. Sure. D-pad. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it, was, it wasn't a toggle. Right. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. So anyways. Nintendo. Nintendo was less. Nintendo. Yeah, two buttons. Yeah, right. Nintendo had two buttons. Sega had that C. Start. Right? Yeah, Sega did have yeah. a C. Yeah. Uh, but then you, you go into the PlayStation 1, you go into right. uh, Nintendo 64, you, they had the toggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had the arrows, the yeah. up, down, left, right. They had the... The L1, L2, yeah. the L1, R1, the dual toggles. They didn't yeah. start one toggle right. without well, Atari, I guess. But Atari had just yeah. the toggle and a single button. Talk <laughs> yeah. about basic. Right. right. Yes. For me, my, my game-playing prowess ended around Sega into Nintendo 64, and that's because they started putting too much into it. Now when I, st- I play Fortnite with my daughter, I play with Adam Walker, you don't know if you know Adam Walker. I don't, you might have met his dad, Don Walker. He was he's a, he was a preacher. He passed away a couple years ago, um, but he was a preacher. Came to Centerville a lot uh, on uh, gospel meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we actually grew up going to church camp with their church in San Antonio when mm. we, when I was in high school and stuff. That's how I met Adam, great friend of mine. Uh, and uh, and so, anyways, um, so I'll play on there with him. He still lives in San Antonio, so uh, we'll get on there and we'll talk. And you know, game or whatever, mm-hmm. and we suck. We're oh, terrible. I'm horrible. We are horrible at Carter, these games. Carter like blows me away all the time. <laughs> right, twelve <laughs> yeah. years old yeah, yeah, blows yeah. you away. But that's yeah. he grew up knowing that there's seventeen buttons on this controller. Mm-hmm. Right. I grew up having to adapt to all these extra buttons. Like what? I could do all this stuff without all these other buttons on these other games. And not all of it, but you know, I could accomplish my goals. Anyways, that's the same to me as as someone who struggles in math. They don't get it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. They struggle. But I've gotten to be okay in this game because I play it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I try to be successful while I'm doing it. Right. And I take the losses. I, 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 I get, I kill or whatever. I, I die. And then, uh, and then, you know, get frustrated and angry. And I figure out, I try to figure out what I got to do differently to not let that happen again. How are you successful in anything you do? Yeah. I don't care what it is. Once you fail or once you are unsuccessful in something, you have to accomplish a, a set of tasks that will reverse that fate in some way. Like, what did I do wrong that made me fail, that made me not get it? Now I got to try to, now I got to try to change that, yeah. you know? And so anyways, to me, it's, it's, it's where you put, your value, your own personal assigned value. Everybody does that to everything. It's it's priorities, essentially, right? We, we, we list our priorities however we want to list them, and we'll be successful in the order of our priorities. And once we fail, 
if it's truly a priority, we'll we'll keep it on the list. If it's not a priority when we fail, it goes off the list, right? And so that's pretty much what's happened in education. Education for a lot of these kids has lost any priority to them. Mom and dad may still think it's important. Teachers, clearly, we wouldn't be there if we didn't think it was important. Mm-hmm. Uh, principals are pushing, make school a priority, blah, blah, blah. And these kids have lost their own inherent value in what education can offer them. And it's because they don't see that their success in education is very parallel to their success in anything else. They don't see it. And they're not going to because their priority list has has removed math class mm-hmm. or science. Like it may it may still have English because they can write a good paper. Yeah. Right? It may still have history because they like wars and all these other things. But the things that they struggle at we now have this mentality as a culture of find something else. Replace it with what you can do rather than fight through the the struggle to overcome to overcome whatever it is you know and for me that's that's to me that's what i see as the biggest problem is yeah. it's no longer a fight for success it's a flight from failure and yeah. i mean i get you're not, it you're not what is it what's the phrase you're you're not trying to play the game to win you're trying not to lose right and you lose every time you lose every almost every time oh my gosh that's that in my opinion is how we lost uh, how we like we continuously lose in playoffs. We've won uh, in soccer. We've lost one. We won one game in like eight years in playoffs, the first round. And and we've done well in our district. Like we don't always finish fourth and get to playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times we finish first and second, and we're playing a team that is lesser in terms of seeding, right? And we go into that game thinking, oh well, we're the higher seed. We should win. Well, so they go into that game trying not to lose right? instead of demolishing whoever we should be there to demolish. And it's just, it's a, it's a mindset that is, it's very, it's very foundational to success. If you want to win, you're going to play to win. If you want to just not lose, you might win. Yeah. You might, but there actually are stronger odds that you lose, that you lose that. So, uh, that's that is the the thing from the inside of it from the inside of teaching. You've given me a couple, or you give me one. Adam is not a teacher. He, he has a he has a wife and a mother that are or counselors, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. believe both educators prior to being mm-hmm. a counselor in school. Yep. And so so he has some inherent knowledge, but it's still from the outside looking in. I don't think he works for education right now. And so you mentioned that that passing for the sake of passing. Right? That's what you see. How do you see that? Right? You see it because it's it's kind of broadcast in maybe an indirect way, but it's kind of broadcast. Like, you know that passing rates has to do with state funding. And there's no way with people you know that are in school right now, there's no way that they pass everything they do mm-hmm. based on their intelligence alone. Right? Uh, you know, you see the work ethic put out by people. You see things... And to me, with this whole COVID thing that you brought up earlier, the uh, the the 
issue with education is that it has a direct relationship to what comes beyond education. It has a direct relationship, a direct tie. How many how many times have you gone to a restaurant now post COVID when edu- when uh, when uh, uh, what's it called the bar has been set lower? How many times have you gone to a restaurant and thought not coming back here? Mm. But before COVID, you best place you've ever been, mm-hmm. right? Or it's one of your top like three go tos, like a Texas Roadhouse type of thing. For me, that's a that's a big time. I I, I like Texas Roadhouse. I've liked it significantly less after COVID. Really? Yes. Uh, it's the quality of person that works there is lower now. Not the quality of person, but the quality of work ethic mm-hmm. per person is True. lower than it used to be. Which one do you go to? Uh, well, I go to the one in Rowlett, or the one in Rockwall, Rockwall okay. mostly. Huh. Um, but it's but it's it's not Saltgrass was another one. Saltgrass is, is a is a you know it's a mainstream steakhouse or whatever, but it's on the higher echelon mm-hmm. of the mainstream ones. Uh, been to it twice after COVID, and one in Mesquite, one in uh, the one in Rockwall. Mm-hmm. Same basic experience, really? just meh. And it's not just the servers. Sometimes the servers great, but the kitchen's garbage. Right. Sometimes the servers terrible, but and the kitchen's garbage too. And sometimes the kitchen's great, but the servers terrible. Like there's I, there's been very few instances post COVID where I've had excellent excellent to say about my food and quality of service at a restaurant, and it's made me not want. It's made me want to learn to cook more. Yeah. You know. And yeah, it saved a little money, I guess, that way. But, um, and it's and it's because that standard is lowered. It's because, it's because the want to, to be successful, has been lowered. And now it's like a have to. We have to hire these people, otherwise we have to close down our business. Right. So in order to keep our business afloat, we have to take the negative reviews, or we have to take the inconsistencies, or whatever, and try to like massage them out right we got to try to work those out anyways and i i see that from within the business i mean i work at roadhouse yeah so yeah I've been there, oh, i know i've been there for 14 years yeah so if you got if, listen if you if you got old jay hoddle as your server at, yeah. at text roadhouse do it right no no run. you're gonna you're gonna go the other restaurant you're gonna you're gonna have a good experience yeah. i've yeah. i've witnessed this I haven't post COVID. I haven't yet, but give me a try. But Say I know that's right. But I know I know your work ethic versus what I'm seeing in schools. Yeah, right. And but that's also uh, I'm I am an outlier. Absolutely, at mm-hmm. my restaurant. Right. I'm 46 years old. Right. right. You you're right. you're not I'm the messing same. Messing up the meat. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's that's a, that's an issue too. There's there's another person who's there. He's actually 61 years old. But he is still rocking it. Yeah. yeah. And his work ethic is amazing. Absolutely it is. You're going to see the steak is uncooked prior to walking it out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you, hey, this don't look yeah. right from what they said. We're going to need to either put it on or yeah. redo it. Yeah. And then you'll go out and tell somebody, hey, I saw the steak. It did not look right to me. So we're recooking it. Right. And you, you don't understand the value that that right. type of consideration has. And that's 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 the proactive versus the reactive. Absolutely. Because the reactive person goes out there and says, okay, drop off the steak. Yep. Okay. And a lot, a lot of the, some of the uh, employees don't even ask the guests to cut into their steak. Which was Say, a... Say, here you go. There's no problem. And I'm just going to go ahead and leave. That was mm-hmm. a requirement when I worked there yes. several years ago. As, as you know. Exactly. Yes. And that, it is supposed to be still. Absolutely. But, but they're going to turn the their head to it now 
to make sure they get the people working there and maybe then massage that kink out right. as they work there longer, yep. which is a backwards way of going about something because you're going to potentially lose business. You're yep. going to potentially get bad reviews. You're going to potentially drive that customer or that, that not the customer, but the person who works there is going to potentially get driven away by the customer's complaints. Like, I don't want to work in a place that's so ungrateful like this. Right. These people can't understand and appreciate how much work I put into this. And we're like, well, what? how much work did you actually put into this? Like, why have I only gotten a refill once in two hours or hour and a half or however long I've been here? Why have I only gotten one refill on a 16-ounce on a cup? Like, there, there should have at least been two, you know, at least two refills. Uh, how, how come it took me 45 minutes to get a steak that, that I know personally when I cook it at home, it takes 10 minutes? So maybe 20 minutes because there's a lot of people here. Yeah. But there's one person's job to cook the steaks. And he puts them on the on the grill. So, what actual work did you do that I'm supposed to be like 100% grateful for you because you dropped my food off and you took my order, right? Now, of course, again, the faith, or whatever, the faith-based concepts that we have, you should always be grateful for everything you have. But at the same time, it's very easy to have expectations, and you're not going to get disappointed unless you have those expectations not met. And so whenever you go to a restaurant, you ask for a steak to be cooked a certain way. You kind of expect that steak to be cooked a certain way. Especially if you're paying for it. Right, if you're paying for it. Yeah, right. So even if you're not paying for it, you expect it to be or, yeah. cooked a certain way. But you go to a place with the expectation that they know what they're doing. So like a, maybe like a Silver Fox or a Ruth's Chris or something like that, you go to higher, the right. higher end yeah. places. When If I'm spending $160 for yeah. me and my girlfriend or my wife or somebody or – or you know what are you telling or, us Jeff? <laughs> I'm just kidding keep going <laughs> this isn't recorded right yeah. uh, no. um, just for us and, and, <laughs> um, and if I'm going to pay that kind of money mm-hmm. I want it to be a medium rare I want to be perfect it, it should be I mean if as close if to it's perfect close yeah, yeah. it's close you know if it's if it comes out medium well to well I'm without question I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that back yeah. now am I the Karen because I'm gonna say well it wasn't cooked to my satisfaction you are now yeah you didn't used to be right you used to be the guy who's like oh I'm so sorry that yeah. this is cooked wrong and you, and when that kind of stuff happens you're like no worries just I'd like for it to be cooked right yeah but now it's like Ugh. yeah Ugh. now you're offended now I gotta do something more yes for your your pickiness yep. or whatever and I'm, I'm sitting back like no you should have you should have taken the care to know that it wasn't done right in the first place. Right. And so anyways, it's just a, it's a complete change in mentality. It's now more of a, it's not my fault mentality. Uh, we're going to read here what Amanda has written is kind of, we're going to kind of wrap it up with, with what she says and maybe a, a, a small reaction to it. Okay. Uh, she said not to mention that the tests, um, uh, the tests are supposed to assess what skills you are teaching them. However, they're often worded in a way that is intentionally, confusing to students setting them up for failure Mm -hmm. they may very well understand the content but the test scores may not show what they uh that when they intentionally phrase questions in a confusing way tricky way i teach second grade and already have to deal with this seven and eight year olds need clear direct questions Mm -hmm. uh we're i mean everything everything based on that is is a microcosm of everything we're talking about right now we're test. We're not testing kids. We're not trying to figure out what they know and can do. We're figuring out how much money we need to give yeah. districts, and we're figuring out if teachers can groom students 
to be successful on a test, not to learn what they're testing. And, you know, I know I jumped off that tangent for, with the restaurant stuff, but it's all, it's, it's all, tie-in. yeah, it's, everything ties in. It's all one is, is going to be reflected by the other. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I just, I'm, I'm struggling with, with the profession, right? I think I got 12 years before I can retire and get TRS and you're, you're young. stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna be super excited when I can get my my normal TRS and still be like 55 years old or 52 mm-hmm. years old, whatever the number is, right. because I started at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm on the rule of 80. I think there's like a two or three year window. See, I looked up that rule of 80 versus rule of 90. It's yeah. it's it's still rule of 80 from last I saw. Yeah, I looked it up and it says as long as you've got that, you know, the rule of 80 is your age and your years of service out to 80. You can still retire out of it. Yeah. There are certain ways where you want different amounts or something. So I yeah. exactly percentage of, percentages yeah. if for a rule of 90, but yeah. the, the rule of 80 is still set. So yeah. we're still in that. From what I understand, unless they change the rules. So the rule of 80, I think, is you can get your full retirement right? if you fall inside of whatever window, the, your, your, your higher date when you started teaching. Mm-hmm. And then... Now the rule of eighty and ninety is different. Like you can get a a smaller portion at eighty because you can retire early, right? But you still, I mean, we're still trying to get right. you to retire at. So now, if if you were hired at a certain de- time, uh, it's like two thousand eight, September two thousand eight, I think was the cutoff for the rule of eighty. But because there were people grandfathered or people that were in the system, like about to start the system or whatever, mm-hmm. then there's like a two year window, two something like that. Hmm. It okay. was like if you started between 08, September 08, and and August 2010 or mm-hmm. something like that, then you're still yeah. under that rule of 80 for the full. That's why I'm, I'm 09, 10. It's something like that. I think I was that as well. Uh, okay. I was 8, 9. You're 8, 9. At, yeah, you're uh, at Bonner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, um, I don't know. I had to talk to a TRS yeah. rep or whatever to figure yeah. it out, but Stephen and I've had this conversation. My brother's a teacher and he's, as well. he started. He started well before me. Yeah. And then took a three-year break and then came back even before I started again. Did he have to buy back year. in? Do you know if I don't think so. that worked? I, I don't system? think so. Okay. But uh, we haven't gotten into that type, of, okay. that type of discussion. But he's been in, I mean, even still with that year or two before I started, mm-hmm. he's in 16 years. Oh, so yeah. He's, regardless he's, of the buyback in, still. he's going to yeah. be just fine. Yep. But anyways, uh, you know, education now more than ever is is so much more about something in my opinion that's a little more godly than it is intellectual it's being there for people it's giving it's giving people something that they can rely on in terms of uh in terms of goodness faithfulness like your faithfulness to come into class on a daily basis and being there for the kids your patience and perseverance in the classroom to not just completely lose it on your on your kids mm-hmm. uh, and to stay in the profession long enough to have an impact. Um, I mean, you, you just talk about all these fruit of the Spirit that you want to in the Bible, right? We talked about right versus wrong. There's lists, right, that we can clearly say, mm-hmm. you do this, it's a wrong thing to do. Well, there's, there's things that in there are also very parallel to what the necessity of teachers is now. And it's not about... It's not about teaching content anymore. It's not about can they learn to can they learn to solve for X? Can they learn punctuation? Because I mean, look at text messages. Have you seen an English mm. teacher's paper now? You know now versus then. I mean, it's all it's all text speech. You know, and shorthand and all kinds of other stuff. So, 
there's just there's so much more that's that's fixated on on being perseverant you know being loving being patient uh teaching ways to be that it's it's been more than it ever was and that's i think like I, i'm going to bring it down to the original thing i said at the beginning was the home mm-hmm. where people used to be taught that type of stuff at home now it's having to be taught in the classroom how much more do you feel like a parent to your students than you feel like a teacher oh without question right yeah uh, like 90 percent of them there's there's a handful and the handful that you don't have to parent you probably have a friend type relationship with that you would you like talking to them mm-hmm. and and figuring out and and they'll come to you and be like hey man it's good to see you you know i hope you're yeah. having a great day where that has to be 90 percent you're out of you for the other kids. Right. And almost solely. Yes. Right? And you've got to, like, drag things out yeah. of them. I went and saw a, uh, a student I had last year. I saw her at Brahms today. Yeah. You know, it's like just – and, and I intentionally went over there because I, I, I knew that she had worked there. Yep. I said, I'm going to go up there and try to get you fired. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I didn't like that. Uh, I was like, well, no, I'm just – I'm going to go up there and say hi to you just to yeah. see you outside of school. Yeah. And I, I hope that makes – somewhat of an impact yeah i mean absolutely like i asked for a water and i gave her a tip right but, I and mean, that's not what i'm there for I mean, i'm there just to, to be there present mm-hmm. yeah and 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 show in her life right outside of school absolutely and i'm not i'm not trying that, to boast i'm not trying that I'm you saying, listened to the story that she had right. that said that she works and you want to maybe see how she's doing right right and it doesn't have to be a she. I mean, it could be a he. Right. I've seen, I've she seen several yeah. male teachers or male students that I've had at work. So my next the next student I'm going to see that he works at Whataburger right down the road. Right. So I'm going to go. I just found out uh, two days ago he works at Whataburger. Absolutely. So what I'm going to do. I'm going to go up there and try to get him fired. And <laughs> right. it's just it's like so I'm I'm just seeing these students outside or in their element instead of them always having to be in my element. Right. I think makes a, di- a big difference. Huge so, difference. Yeah. But again, that's only about ten percent of your kids. Right. And, that will tell you where they work because they because they trust that you're going to take that knowledge and and not abuse it. Right. Right. There's so many people that are like, that's oh, that's true. so personal. Yeah. You know, why do you want to know about where I? Well, yeah. Because I care that you're being successful just beyond my class. I yeah. care that your life is going in a direction that it should be going. Right. It has nothing to do with anything else other than me trying to make sure you are on the right path. Yeah. Or whatever and but there's a lot of kids that just don't they won't trust you with that i said about i mean i could be a little under shooting the number it could be closer to 15 or 20 percent right but there's a large majority of kids that you have to parent and before they even open up to you they have to see they have to see the love feel the love or whatever yeah. from so many different ways that it's 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 kind of sad and again they're not getting it at home right so they got to get it from some other teachers or whatever. Yep. And nowadays, when they're like, "Who made the most impact to you?" When whenever you know, principals are asking their students, "Who? What teacher makes the most impact?" Hey, this person because they care about me yeah. enough to ask about my day, and they're always smiling and all. Yeah. Well, how come it's not? How come it's not the teacher that taught you the most? Right. You know, in terms of their subject, right? They had a passion for the subject, and they taught me the most about history that I've ever taught, been taught before. No, it's about how they care about you mm-hmm. nowadays. Back in the day, my favorite teacher was a math football coach. He taught me how to do math without dressing it up, without prettying it up, straightforward. And I was like, man, I love that. It was awesome. I learned how to do pre-cal with minor, minor bumps in the road. 
because he was able to just speak in plain language and I got it and had nothing to do with how much he cared about me or whatever. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that, but I had a home life where I knew I could go home and have care given towards me 24 seven. Even if that care meant I would get in trouble or doing something stupid, you know, not you. (laughs) Yeah. But that's one of the ways that, you know, people love you is that they will discipline you. Mm -hmm. And, and that's part of the issue. That's part of the issue. They think discipline is a form of punishment mm-hmm. that is that is not tied to love. It's actually maybe more tied to love than anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Anyways, there's that's again maybe another polarizing hot button issue, whatever. But you know, to whoever I love, I I keep accountable. I rebuke Jason. I think that's I think that might be the way that God yeah. loves you too. But right. uh, what I mean, maybe maybe right. You know, I don't I don't have that book memorized. Right. But anyway, anyways, uh, the educational system is, is fallen, it's fallen and, and it's going to take, it's going to take a whirlwind to get it back up. And matter of fact, I think that the educational system is a little too far gone. It needs now to be more of a, a, a place where, where they're getting more concepts of, of how you ought to live than what you should know. And the internet is the internet is the internet. You can get anything you want to know off the internet. So, if they really want to know how to do math, and I'm not teaching it sufficiently, which I'm trying, mm-hmm. if they really need to know it, they can go to the internet and find it out. And so, anyways, they can find out how to fix their air conditioner. They can find out how to build a car. They can find out all the information they need to find out in order to be successful in whatever venture they go down. So, learning things is not is no longer the impetus, emphasis of a teacher mm-hmm. and of education. It's now about making sure society actually has people that will contribute to it in a successful way. And I think that it's always kind of been an underlying reason for education, but there's been more more emphasis on the topics in education growing up, right? Old education versus new education. More emphasis on what you learn. Now it's how do you act, how do you do what you need to do in order to be successful? Anyways, thoughts? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Were you educated? Yeah. Yeah? Did you learn stuff about education mm-hmm. that you did not know pre- previously? Mm-hmm. So whenever you whenever you have conversations with your boy, yeah. right, uh, You, I mean, try ask, to... Ask him how many times he takes the map test. Yeah. Right. Ask him how many times. That, that is a, a big issue, at least elementary. It's, a, it's a staggering number. Yes. Okay. So, anyways, where, did you learn things? Oh, of course. Absolutely. I, I try to learn something every yes. day. Absolutely. Gentlemen, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, we were going to talk about fears today. Mm-hmm. I think, Jeff, next time you're on, we'll talk about that then. Okay. Right? Our little pregame talk kind of changed the gears. That's, I have zero. Yep. I'm, I'm all good with, I'm all good with being flexible. Yes. Absolutely. Until next time, I'm the average Joe Boo. Jay Bird. Jay Hoddle. Telling you to keep it clean. Boom, 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 let me hear you say, well, I say, boom, 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 let everybody say,